0: And get started on the crazy podcast journey. In general, are Smurfs happier than Fraggles? Are women better dancers than men? Are TikTok users more progressive than Instagrammers? Are Canadians nicer than Cambodians? Or would you say that in general hackers prefer Linux? I don't know the answer to any of those, but they are all forms of generalization. What I wanna know is, are generalizations good or bad? My name is Chad Hall, and I've spent most of my life circling paragraphs, poking holes in stories, and taking apart things that I can't always put back together. Whether it's in books or true crime documentaries, conversations or trending topics, I find gaps that most people breeze past. So this is a place to take my questions and to try to understand them. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Sometimes I miss something or I change my mind. This is my podcast. It matters, but it doesn't. So this, this whole thing, this whole episode, started about a week ago. I was checking out the podcast that YouTuber Ali Abdal does with his brother Tamar, which is called Not Overthinking. And the episode I was listening to has the catchy title of Misogyny, Generalization, and Controversial Topics. It's a barn burner. <laughs> Basically, the episode... Is a nuanced conversation between the two brothers and their female friend Sheen. And it centers around some Twitter comments and Apple reviews, which asserted that at times the guys had been incidentally misogynistic with their language in the past. So they wanted to see if this was true. So they brought in Sheen to get a female perspective. And I'll be honest, it's it's actually a really solid conversation. All three of them are very intelligent and they mean well. And the points that they make are thoughtful. And this is some sensitive stuff. So sometimes it's hard to make thoughtful, concerted comments. I'm going to recommend you go listen to the episode if that sounds interesting. But I'm not going to be debating anything in that episode. Instead, what I'm going to do is what I do best. I'm going to be taking one small part of it. I'm blowing it completely out of proportion. So, before we go any further, I want to be as clear as possible. Things I am not doing in this episode, I am not debating gender stereotypes. In fact, I'm not debating any stereotypes here. It's just, it's not our focus right now. Any examples that I use in this episode are just that, they're examples. I know that Certain words or combos of words can trigger reactive thinking in some of us. So let's try to be clear at the beginning and let's not get confused because when we get confused we miss the point that we're actually trying to make. What we are doing here is we are debating the idea of generalization. You could say that in general we're we are debating in general the idea of generalization. Is it useful As a process, nothing else. Okay. And also, before we go any further, I need to come clean. I kind of baited you (laughs) with the intro. When we get to the end of this episode, I don't actually want you to walk away saying, you know what, generalization is good or generalization is bad. What I want you to do is, I want you to walk away thinking, hmm, what do I think about that? This is just my, this is my attempt to get you to think about something complex. This is my attempt to think it through myself for the first time, really. So consider this a rough draft. The real work, the real drafts of this will happen after the episode. The real work is in the conversations that you bring this topic into. The real work is in the wrestling that you do with it in your mind. So, let's get back to that one thing from the episode that started my whole thought process. Early on in that episode, the conversation, it's what I call a speed bump. And the speed bump is over the use of the term in general. And you can, I mean, you can actually hear the tension rise up a little bit at this point. And... You know, when you feel that, you can tell that something may at any moment degrade into an argument. But then the three of them do something very useful. They slow down. Someone, I think it's Ali, asks one of my favorite questions. When you say X, what do you mean? Or in this case, when you say in general, what do you mean? And this allows them to avoid an argument because what they discover is that they're actually using different definitions. So instead of talking to each other, they're talking past each other. We all do this all the time. So what are the different definitions? I mean, in general, it's a pretty basic phrase, right? How could they be so different? Well, for Ali in general, means 51% or more of said group. For example, in general, men believe X to him means 51% or more of all men believe X, which, honestly, he may be confusing with the term on average. Sheen, however, she hears the common usage. She hears the meaning that we would take from it if we were to use the term in general in everyday common language. In daily conversation, when we hear, in general, golf is boring, what we are really saying is golf is boring. It's an assumption about an entire grouping. Now I specifically bring up this difference in language because it actually provides us with two reasonable perspectives to filter my question through. Is generalization good or bad? But before we go any further, let's let's rephrase that. since good and bad are completely subjective, let's find a more measurable way to ask that. Is generalization useful? or should we throw it away? The first response that is actually already inside of the not overthinking conversation that they have, Sheen bluntly says that she doesn't use generalization because she doesn't see it as being useful in any way. Now, one of the problems that she sees with generalization is that it can it can be used to make people feel invisible, in particular, marginalized people who already feel like they aren't seen or heard. And she actually gives us an example from her own life. At her work, she is one of two women of color. Neither of them look anything alike. In fact, I think she says that the only things that they share are longer hair and brown skin. Yet, despite the fact that they look nothing alike, people at their work continually confuse them. They talk to Sheen, thinking that she's this other woman, and I assume the same thing happens for this other woman, And if I remember correctly, they congratulate at one point, they congratulate Sheen on her performance in a talent show when she was never in the talent show. And it was actually the other woman who participated in this talent show. And while this isn't strictly a generalization, it's close enough to make the point about how generalization can be a form of racism or ism in general. This behavior is predicated on. One of the more popular racist catchphrases. All you people look alike. In this particular case, it's probably not purposefully malicious. I say that because she continues to work there, so it's probably not malicious. Otherwise, she would leave. But this example does drive home her point. It's hard to feel good when people clearly don't pay attention to you enough to see more than your hair, your gender, and your skin. I mean, let's let's really think about that for a minute. Let's, uh, all of us of the paler persuasion, let's take a minute to imagine this. Imagine that you're Brad Pitt, and that people keep confusing you with Donald Trump. Oh, I'm sorry, you both just look so much alike—white men, blonde hair. <laughs> it, it would be pretty ridiculous. But uh, it's, not, uh, it's not really any different than what's happening to Gene here. So, while this behavior isn't strictly a generalization, it's close enough to make the point. Making generalized statements about groups can easily be transformed into malicious stereotypes. Jews are cheap. Gay men are promiscuous. Republicans are racist. Gene's point, I think, is that it doesn't matter if you try to soften the statements by saying, in general. Remember the golf thing? In general, golf is boring. Just remove in general, you're saying golf is boring. You're dipping into dangerous waters. So her point is that she avoids it. And while she's entirely correct about the dangers, doesn't really answer the question of whether generalization is useful. So let's uh, let's step out of the sticky topics for a bit. And let's talk about A tire iron. Let's take two people and let's give Ali and Sheen a break here from being dragged into this. And let's say that we have Dick and we have Jane. And neither of them has ever seen a tire iron before. They don't know what it is and they don't know what it's used for. They don't even know that it has anything to do with a car. They're just handed it completely out of context. We hand it to each of them And we don't tell them its name because, well, tire iron is kind of a dead giveaway. But we hand it to each of them separately and we ask them, is this useful? Jane looks at it. She rolls it over in her hands. Well, it's hard and well manufactured. It's pretty straight and it doesn't bend. At the very least, I think you could use this to pry something open. So yeah, I'd say it's useful. I could use this for something. Dick, on the other hand, looks over the object, He taps it against the concrete for a bit. You know, you can uh, you could really hurt somebody with this. You'd hit them over the head, and you'd, you'd probably kill them. So, uh, this is dangerous. This is not useful. This is not useful at all. It's dangerous. Are either of them wrong? No. But we are dealing again with a problem of language. Jane is using the strict literal definition of useful. Can it be used? Whereas Dick is using the word useful in a more colloquial sense. When we ask, is it useful? What he hears is, is it productive? Does it do us any good? So why is it so easy for people to take this simple question into two very different directions. Because when we judge something out of its context, everything becomes subjective. There's no anchor. There's no foundation. Think about it this way. Would Dick and Jane's answers have been the same if we stood them next to a car with a flat tire, took the tire iron out of the trunk, handed it to them, and then said, Is this useful? because without the context it's a debate over definitions and subjective viewpoints but with an anchor but standing on the side of the road with a nail in your tire everything becomes much clearer about a tire iron but the context just it doesn't just prove clarity it also provides the actual usefulness without a flat tire The tire iron is useless. Without a flat tire, the tire iron's usefulness is actually in debate, even if you know what it is. It could be useful, it could be worthless. If I never ever need to change a tire, then a tire iron is completely useless to me. Life jackets. Life jackets are great, unless you're not floating in water. Then they kinda suck. they they don't they don't mean anything if you're not in water we don't think about them they're useless they're only useful within their context to quote face to the highway which is one of my favorite tom waits songs coal wants a miner soldier takes a stand the walls of the prison want a solitary man the window wants a curtain the plow wants to land diamond ring wants to fit upon the finger of her hand. Generalization through Jane's lens of statistical measurement does have limited usefulness. The clouds are dark in general, i.e. 51% or more of the time this means rain. I better put on a hoodie before I go for a walk. Useful. And generalization through Dick's lens of social productivity is quite dangerous. There may actually be more white men in prison than there are Asian men in prison, and somebody could therefore use that to assume that white men are naturally more criminal. But while neither Dick nor Jane are wrong with their conclusions about generalization, it doesn't mean that they're right either. The actual judgment of generalization can't be made until it's judged in its context. For example, Is jumping out of an airplane good or bad? It's kind of hard to answer that without context, isn't it? I mean, are are you wearing a parachute or are you not wearing a parachute? Is the plane in distress or is the plane perfectly fine? Are you in the air or are you on the ground? Context matters. Is it useful to say, in general, men are aggressive? On its own, it has no discernible use. It may be statistically true, but that alone means nothing. And equally out of context, just saying that may be dangerous. But none of this is intrinsic to generalization itself. Generalization is a step in a process. Its context is that process. Using it as a starting point and an ending point statement about human beings is the problem is the danger. In that case, you're saying, in general, men are more aggressive than women, full stop. There's another word for that, stereotyping. Mexicans are X, trans people are X, old people are X. But if we put it in context, it's very different. Generalization becomes actually pretty important. Let's imagine our statement about aggression in men as a first step rather than an only step. Let's imagine what a conversation about that could be like between Dick and Jane. And remember, once again, this is a fictional conversation I'm about to do. We're still only talking about generalization, nothing else. Don't get confused. Okay, let's go. Dick, go ahead. Make your argument. My argument is that in general, men are more aggressive than women. Not this man over here. (laughs) That's a solid point. Why do you think some men are more aggressive than other men then? I don't know. Maybe it has to do with how they're raised. I mean, was aggressive behavior encouraged in the aggressive men? Maybe. Maybe aggressive tendencies are not born into men, but instead it's trained into them, conditioned into them. So there are more men that have aggressive behavior reinforced than there are men where it's not? Yeah, maybe. Can we say the same thing about women as a group? No, I don't think so. Aggressive behavior is less common among women than it is among men. Why? Well, uh, possibly the opposite is encouraged when raising girls. You know, be nice, be sweet. Yeah, 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 I can see that. I think you're right. I think maybe instead of saying, in general, men are aggressive, we can say there are men who are not aggressive, but a large number of men do display aggressive behavior. This is more common among men than it is among women, though women are certainly capable of aggression. We believe this is because excuses are made when boys act aggressively while growing up. Oh, he's just being a boy, while the same behavior is discouraged while raising girls. That's not very ladylike, and so on and so forth, and the fake dialogue. Hopefully you got the point there. It's uh, It should be part of a process. We started with generalization, and we worked through it. Generalization put into context is vital, because it is the first step into how we formulate ideas. We start general, and we work to get more and more specific generalizations and the verification of them is how we formulate thought they can't be used out of context they have to face the fire so that we can forge them into something of value in the fictional dialogue between dick and jane they crafted a theory now somebody else can take that final product feed it back into the same machine Treat it as a generalization, test it, do studies, find out what is observable and what is not. So, is generalization useful? Well, out of context, it's just a door. It means nothing unless it's attached to a house that you want to get in or out of. Is generalization good or bad? If you think that it's a tire iron and that you can swing it at people's heads, yeah, it's pretty bad. If it's your start and your stop, then you're out for blood, not for truth. But if you use a generalization as a place to start, if you test it and fail and learn, if you find flaws and revise, then I think it's good. But the real question is, what do you think? What do you think about generalization? That's the real question, and that's the episode. So if you liked this one, I'm gonna send you back to the archive for an episode called How to Disagree Better, which is an episode from the original show I created on this feed called Random Badassery. This one features me and Tom Woodrum, and considering that this whole episode spawned from a disagreement of terms, I think it's a good place to go next. Thanks for listening, and I hope I injected a little bit of juice into that extraordinary brain of yours. Be sure to subscribe to the show, share episodes, and go to ItMattersButItDoesn't.com. It's the hub for everything. You can click support for a list of ways to support the show, including joining my Patreon, hooking me up with people on my dream list, and sending me books for my wish list. On the website, you can also use the contact page or the little blue voicemail button to send me thoughts or questions. And for those of you who, like me, can't add enough books to your wish list, you can subscribe to my book recommendation newsletter. These are just short little emails naming one book, why I take it, and a favorite highlight to give you a taste. So go to it, it notcom for all of that the full episode archive going all the way back to 2016 and whatever else I find to put there. All right. I'll see you when I see you. ...revolves around that. So I don't have a lot of social context either. Like, oh, you want to go to a party? Like, I really don't want to watch people slowly get stupider. Yeah. And most of the time when I go out, it's concerts. And, you know, as much as I love that and I do it every day, every week, whatever, I don't think I could get tired of music, but it's not a good place for connecting in conversation. Right. Yeah. You're experiencing it's a different thing. Right. I mean, it's great to have those memories together with people. And there's always a little preamble before. And maybe if you're up for it, there's a little time after to connect. But, right. Yeah the the bar situation has long since i i I can't remember probably since my very early 30s ever being excited about being invited out to the bar i think that's the gift that hangovers give you yeah (laughs) that slowly over time they beat the willingness to get loaded out of you you're like you know